Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. It is here. We cannot believe it, but somehow, somehow it is awards season. I don't know. Oh, my name is Tosin. I am your confused host. <laughs> and joining me as always from the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. So, did you guys, were you guys aware that the Golden Globes were happening? <laughs> I sort of was. I seem to remember from, from, uh, you know, I sort of heard about it, but I just heard about it, really. That was... Yeah, literally that. the day before, I went, oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Because <laughs> they did see... You know, I think something popped up on the news site or something about, oh, who's in the running for tonight's Golden Globes? And I was went, oh, is it the Golden Globes? <laughs> well, you see that the... What are they going to be voting on? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was, but they I... do television as well, don't they? They do television as well, but they have put some things in film. They have put some things in film, and I'm not sure whether they have changed their categories or they changed um, the qualification standards or whether they have just sort of like gone... You know, there were there was a whole fight about whether Netflix films were supposed to be allowed and they have to be in a cinema for a certain period of time. I think a lot of the films have found a cinema somewhere that's open and it mm-hmm. released it for a short period of time and then gone, okay, cool, now, so that they could qualify. Yeah, we qualify. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think I think that they've done that. But for me, it was kind of like they went, and here were tonight's winners, the winners and the losers at, at last night's Golden Globes. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean last night Golden Globes? What's going on? And I was wondering whether they're just low-key this year because obviously COVID or whether it's yeah. actually... Me just not paying attention. Mm. No, I yeah, think no, they I weren't didn't really hear much about it. Oh, cool, cool. Well, anyway, well, well done to, well done to the winners of the yeah. whoever they were. <laughs> well, I remember there was one because it was a film that I, I saw before that well, they were advertised before the pandemic, and I think it's called Trailer Land or something like that. Nomad Land. No, no Mad, that's land. it. No Mad Land, yeah. 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 And I really wanted to see that one because that would find. That's I think that one did, did that win something? Frances McDormand. Yeah, she did. Uh, yeah, I think she won. She won Best Actor, Actress, right. uh, Best Actress for that, and uh, in like a dramatic role or something. Yeah, and I know, I know Daniel Kaluuya. I know he won for a film called uh, Judas and the Black Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh no, Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh. Uh, this is one of these films where I've seen it being reviewed and stuff, but I don't know where to actually watch it. It's a bit mm. like, uh, like I know there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a film called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar with mm-hmm. um, Kirsten Wig and Annie Mumolo, which is getting a lot of buzz, but you can only watch it here if you pay to download it. Like, like if you buy it, like a video on demand thing. And as we all know, I am dead set against that. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm ready to pay for Netflix. We've got Disney Plus. We've got Now TV. we got, what else? Prime Video. And you still expect me to pay to watch a film? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's no, no, not going to happen. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> no, 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 no. That does not sound right. <laughs> so anyway, so well done award season. I think the Oscars are going to be very weird. Because I know that usually when the, when the Oscars come around, we usually try and watch a whole bunch of the films that are going to be released. Aren't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At least a couple in each category, don't we? Yeah. And and this time around, I'm like, I don't have a clue what's going to be in the running for the Oscars, or what any one of us is going to watch. I I just I just don't have a clue. <laughs> That's it. I've had me vaccine. 
You've had your oh, Sean, you got your vaccine. Oh. I had my vaccine. Yeah, I had it Monday. Oh wow! Sorry. No, Monday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Monday. Oh, okay. So no, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> so we are now we are oh. now an entirely inoculated podcast. Yes. We are, and I've had my MMR too, so I'm now resistant to everything. And rebellers. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Everything. You can now drop Sharon at any time period in history on the European um, continent, yeah. and she will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I am going to be easy it's for like traveling the world. Plague done. <laughs> if, if we don't have to do, if, if we don't have to do like two week extension, uh, you know, like um, quarantines and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though yeah. in the when I went to the occupational health department and they had a whole list of the vaccinations that they offer for traveling. Um, they said it's against this particular disease. I didn't recognise some of, what, what some of the diseases were. <laughs> so I'm thinking, they've obviously got vaccinations for things I've never heard of. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, you're uh, when you're in there saying, while you're here, can you just do, do me for, you know, malaria, hepatitis, okay. yeah, uh, encephalitis? Apparently, apparently, this is a weird never thing. If, if you go to, random random fact of the day, Sean, you like random, but apparently okay. if, you go to, if you go to Madagascar, Madagascar is about the only place in the world that you can still catch the bubonic plague. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> apparently it's still active there. So you have to you you have to either be wary of it or get vaccinated for it. Because some of my wife's friends went to visit Madagascar when they were on holiday, and it was one of the things that they were warned of. It was like, oh yeah, plague. It was like, oh okay. What <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know why it's still there, but it is. But it is. Um, right. So we have had you know every now and then on this podcast we love it when we hear from people, don't we, guys? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we love what we hear from people, and this is it. We we now know that we have at least one person, one person who is listening to us, totally, <gasps> totally on what's yeah. called, uh, totally, totally on 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 forced, <laughs> on wow. coerced, Because this week I got a message. I got a message from my cousin, and there is <laughs> there is a story behind this which I will explain. Okay, so okay, I'll explain this first. Years ago, and this was this must have been when I was about fifteen. So we are talking over twenty years ago. We're talking about oh, of course about twenty five years ago. No, I, would, I was probably about seventeen, eighteen. So um, we would usually go out to a blockbuster. That's how long ago it was. Blockbuster was still a thing. Yeah. And we, <laughs> when I was with my cousins, we would go out. We would go out to the blockbuster. I think this it predated DVDs. It was even VHS, and we would so choose films. And obviously, there were a whole bunch of us. We were a whole bunch of teenage kids. And we're thinking about, oh, let's go watch a film. And I was putting my whole film hat on. And I heard about some films. So there was some film. And I think it it was called She's So Lovely. A film called She's So Lovely, starring John Travolta. I believe it has either Edward Burns or Sean Penn in it or something like that. But it's kind of like, you know, that it's a bit of an indie film. And I was like, oh, I heard this film's quite good. As well as, as, well as another film called The Real Blonde. Now, I should have known because there was a bunch of teenage boys. So what we were, what we really wanted was things that were going to blow up. That was what was that was what was going to be a crowd yeah. pleaser. So on my recommendation, they took She's So Lovely back home. And until that since then, people have they have refused to take any recommendation I have ever given in 20 years. People are like, hey guys, let's go watch this film. They're like, what? We're definitely not watching that film. Oh my god, remember She's So Lovely? Remember that kind of stuff. So so my cousin Taiwo got in touch with me and he sent me a message saying public service announcements <laughs> is the heading of the message. He goes, Tosin, you have been forgiven for the previous travesty of the film you once recommended. Though over a decade ago, 
as I've said, it's more like two decades ago, the memory still haunted us. However, this has now been wiped by your recommendation of Greenland. Hey. <laughs> it says, Gerard Butler, who knew? Yes, Griffith is putting it mildly. Uh, of the first hour we've watched, I'm loving it. Therefore, the past the, the past transgression will be wiped from the history books. End of PSA. Wow. <laughs> it's like, P.S., his name is Gerard, not Gerald. <laughs> yeah, so so that's us all. Apparently, his name is Gerard Butler, not Gerald Butler. I and think you pronounce it the Scottish way, which is Gerard. 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 Gerard Butler. And PPS, keep up the good work on the podcast. Ooh, nice. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So I thought uh, every time anybody gets in touch with us, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let's put it. Let's put it back on. So, um, so yeah, that's good. And he also, he also to, said he was he had he was right. He agreed. Very very realistic human human interactions. We also mentioned a load of actors, but missed out the Instagram sensation of King Batch. Such an old man, and I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm such an old man," because I was like, "Who the hell's King Batch?" I didn't have never heard of, never heard of the guy. But he was uh, Sean. If you know, he was the guy who he met on the on the in the back of the truck who told him about Canada. Oh right, okay, yeah. right. Apparently, he's a big star on Instagram. I've only ever seen him in two films, so wow. I was so I was kind of like, "Well, I guess I'm the I'm now the old guy who's like, well, I don't know. Even if it's on the silver screen, I don't know about it." <laughs> What's this Instagram you speak of? <laughs> but uh, yeah, good. Thank you for getting in touch with us. And if there's anybody else who is listening and who wants to get in touch with us, do get in touch with us on Twitter, Netflix via Cinema, on Facebook, Netflix via Cinema, or look for Netflix versus Cinema chat. And you can do things like look at Richard Mann, who was the only person who guessed directly guessed which film it was that Sean was going to put up in the background this week. Mm, I know. It's good. Uh, Right, so now we get onto the films that we're going to talk about this week. We have a couple of holdovers from last week because we, due to technical concerns, we couldn't talk about them. So, Sean, I believe you've got Sea Fever. Yep, Sea Fever, which is a film that you are particularly keen to talk about. I know after yes. we got off last week, you were like, oh, 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 I really want to talk about Sea Fever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, so you you had um, so you want to talk about uh, um, Sea Fever, Sharon? You had something from last week as well. Yep. What, what, candy jar what, candy jar that was a candy jar i have i have started i think we might actually start a, a new a new feature on this show which is what from my netflix list you know how netflix has your list <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and you have things in that list that you've put on there like two three years ago and you never watched <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, i've decided i've got to, i've got to start trying to see if i can find if i can finally get up the gumption and watch at least one thing from my list each week so this what this this week I watched me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which is from my list. And then Sean, you saw the Sisters Brother and the U.S. versus Billy Holiday. Now that is yes. Now at the moment, obviously the film world is weird because there's films that you that are released you hear about, but you don't have a clue where to watch them. So I I read reviews for this, but none of the reviews tell you where you can watch it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's actually on the Sky Cinema, so yeah. it's Sky Cinema. So that's 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 where I watched. That's why, funny enough, that's why I watched Sea Fever as well. So yeah, that's why you watch all of Sky these things. Cinema. That's why you watch. Yeah. So, so essentially, Sean, you're becoming like a Sky, uh, yeah, becoming a Sky Cinema correspondent. <laughs> you're, yeah. like, you're just gonna go troll there and see what happens. But okay, let's. And I'll tell you. Oh, I must. I must. I know this is one of my tangents, right? I actually because because it's like the Sky Cinema because Dan has you know it's just like 
standard. Th- do you know what I mean? He's, he has got the, the, the package. He's got the package, um, all, the, all the channels, all and, the Sky Sky And so I can sort of do other stuff and have, have the TV on. And I watched Batman and Robin. I just, I started, <laughs> right, no, right, no, no, hear me out, hear me out, right? Which this film, when I remember seeing it and I was like, I hated it. I was like, oh my God. But it was on, it just happened to be on. I thought, oh, and I, I caught the beginning. Um, you know, I, I saw it in a totally different light. I thought it's just, it's not supposed to be at all serious in any way, shape or form. It's just a par- really, it's a bit of a parody and it's just an That's hilarious comedy, Clooney. really. There's the George Clooney one. The George Clooney and, and like George Arnie Clooney is absolutely one, yeah. brilliant as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> you won't take me to the cooler. But, and the cars are like, like the police cars are like little dinky cars, you know, it's all really garish and all really, and, and I found it really, really funny and I ended up watching the whole thing. <laughs> and I never, that's the, only, that's the second time I've ever seen it. So the other time was at the cinema, whatever year it came out. Okay, okay, so, yeah. Sean, Sean, we do know, we know you have a tendency to mellow the second time you watch a film. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> you, you have a tendency to mellow the second time you watch a film. I would tell you that, uh, and I think Batman, Batman and Robin is, is because on the Empire website, there's actually a list of the top, the, they rank all the Batman performances on the big screen. Like, you know, from yeah. best to, best to, <laughs> to l- least best, shall we say. And, and they actually say Batman and Robin. They, they say, well, Batman and Robin, if you, I think people begin to reappraise it. And they say it's because of, they say it's better than Batman Forever. The, the, yeah. it's better than Batman Forever and when you look at what Joel Schumacher was doing he was essentially going back to the Adam West days yeah the, because it. one of the when, when you think about certain things that show up in Batman and Robin there's a bit where a bat credit card shows up yeah <laughs> they got a, all those sort of things there's, yeah. there's a bit where a bat credit card shows up and when you once by the time you go to a bat credit card that is not that far from the bat shark repellent you have yeah. in the 1966 yeah. adam west movie yeah. it's not that far yeah. away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like i mean how does he get a credit check how does batman get a credit check <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's so so you you might think that uh but Yes, and I have to admit that there are some sequences. Like, there's a sequence on a bridge where Robin and Batman are chasing Mr. Freeze, and Batman disables Robin's car. And that, I remember one of my friends watched that sequence, and he goes, Oh my God, Joel Schumacher can actually direct. Because he says that that, se- <laughs> that sequence in and of itself is fun. But the film, yeah. the film as a whole, I think if you put on a hat and say this is supposed to be campy rubbish, then yeah. yes. But if you're thinking <laughs> yeah. this is supposed to, this is technically speaking a sequel. To the Tim Burton Batman. Tim Burton's, yeah. Then you're like, Definitely what the not. heck happened? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, all right, but we'll do that. But okay, this film has been waiting a week. Let's get onto it. Sea Fever. Sean, what is it about? Uh, why Why have you been waiting a week and biting to tell us well, about it? I've, I've actually watched it again since, because as you know, with the Sky Cinema, they keep showing them. So I've, 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 I've watched it again the second time. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. So basically, it's this film, it's an Irish film. Ooh. And um, it's this trawler. And it goes out fishing trawler, and there happens to be a this. She's a she's a bit of a loner. She she doesn't mix in. University scientist who studies behaviour of, of of species, you know, marine species. And stuff. Oh yeah, anyway, yeah. She happens to go on it, and she sort of so. And she's got it's it's really weird because at the start, because she's got she's got a hat on, and there must be some superstition of of girls with ginger hair shouldn't be on a boat because they when she takes off her like fishy's hat. Yeah. Like some of them get some of them get all a bit funny and like oh my god you know that's a bad omen, so it starts off like that, and then they they go out and they get stuck all of a sudden they just get like stuck, 
so obviously she's she's she can dive and she goes down there and this this, this strange thing this like a like a species of some sort of thing and it's it's holding the boat anyway it sort of lets go and then they find this other boat and they get on the other boat and everybody's just, whatever's happened has happened and the people are uh, you know like this, this whole crew they're like oh you know oh let's go back but don't tell anybody what's happened yeah and then all these strange like parasitic things start to get get in uh, you know start to invade the boat shall we say and and sort of lots and lots of lots of strange things happen and then you've got to decide you know do they go back to shore do they they keep it contained what do they do it's um so, and that's 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 the sort of story and so, it's i would say that it's a real homage to um it's a cross between alien and the thing oh. so you know the thing so yeah yeah it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a real cross and and obviously and actually there's some bits in it there's one bit where i thought i thought yes that's taken from that's that's a homage to the thing right there's a there's a thing with this like that as there's a bit in the thing where it goes oh i don't know what it is but it's weird and pissed off and and it doesn't quite it's not quite that that so, but, but you, thing but, but there's that but as a you, scene like that but for you as a john carpenter fan you sort of spotted that you went okay now that's that that is referencing john carpenter right yeah. there yeah 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 oh. so it's funny because when you, as you were describing it, I was saying, okay, this sounds like some sort of mix between um, Irish Irish folklore and aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's similar. The the suspense. I mean, it's a it's a it sort of builds up. It's quite nice. It's quite a slight build up, but it's um, yeah, it's, it's like things happen and you know things happen all the time. What do they do? And there's even a bit from the thing. Have you seen the thing, Toad? I have, have never seen, seen the thing. You've never seen it. I've oh, never, I've never where... seen any one of the versions of the thing. All oh, right. What about Sharon? Have you seen the thing? Oh yeah, loads. Of time. Yeah. Well, you know the bit where where they do the blood tests. Yeah. You know the bit where like well, there's oh, a bit I, I, where I know about that scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a bit in that where there's like the eyes because they get these things in the eyes and they're doing a but it's a torch in the eyes. So we'll let you know. We'll have a look. Have you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a oh, similar oh, oh, there we go. There we go. So, so, so similar beats. Similar beats to the... Yeah, to similar the... beats. But it you really... can get a very good pricey of the thing by watching Pingu's The Thing because it's just like <laughs> The Thing in five minutes, but with Pingu. <laughs> Pingu. That's that little yeah. penguin, isn't it? Yeah, little penguin, yeah. But he does The Thing. Pingu did a version of The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so oh, okay. that'd be interesting. Okay, so yeah, so so Sean, but why did you want to talk about it so much? Because I just think it's great. Oh, okay, I all right. I, I I just really, really, so totally, totally impressed with this film. Really, really, mega impressed. And the thing is, you know me and my my foibles. I thought everything in this was possible. Oh, wow, I didn't cool. think there was any silly moments in this. It was all, and yeah. and the acting was was absolutely, absolutely. Well, I thought. The acting was first class, and I don't I don't know who the actress is. I can't think of her name offhand. You'll probably Hermione Caulfield. Hermione Caulfield. She plays Siobhan. She Siobhan, yeah. Well, Siobhan was this brilliant. She she played it so well because she's obviously a bit socially awkward. You know, she was obviously socially awkward, and obviously the interaction between the crew. So you got you, and they're basically like a little bit of a family. The crew. You got some young ones, and you got yeah. You got the captain, and and you've got like the woman, like the witchy woman who's the cook, who's like you know, oh, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Oh, what have you done? Yeah. What have you done? Yeah, because I'm actually I'm looking at the I'm looking at the cast right now, and there's only two people I recognise: Drew Grace mm. Scott and Connie Nielsen. 
and, and oh, do you agree, Scott? Yeah, yes. Hello. Oh, oh, oh have we found Ooh. another one? Have we found yeah. another one? We have a winner. We, we, we <laughs> found, found another one added to Sharon's list. Do you agree, Scott? So yeah, I can't really praise this film enough. I think it's it's a it's a it's a really really thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Certainly, I would certainly watch it again, and I'd certainly watch it again. Um, All right. And I just I just really liked it. As I say, it was it wasn't like massive in your face. It was a really I thought it was a really really clever premise. You know what I mean? I thought I thought yes, this 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 is a possibility. I mean, I don't know if it was. If it was like with the with the pandemic that we're in at the moment, but I mean, you, you know, you could see what could possibly happen. You know, like in the aliens, where do you do you go back to Earth with this species, or do oh, you? Oh yeah, 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 do, yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Do, do you, you, do you quarantine do you risk, yourself? Yeah, sacrifices. Do you risk contaminating everybody? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, got yeah. Uh, okay. All right, cool. So, so that's good stuff. So, so how many stars would you give Sea Fever? Well, I'm going to have to give it. Uh, I, I, a four nearly touching a five, I think. I mean, I, Ooh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm being a bit more conservative this time, but I would, I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to give it a five, actually. I really am tempted. The more I think about it, so I'm going to stick my neck out and say this one's worth for me. It's worth a five. Oh wow, cool! I'm giving this a biggie. You think? So, I, I quite. I, I think... This this was a total total surprise. Total total like wow. Yeah, yeah. Man, love this. So, but that's Sean's, me. That's me. Sean's Sean's like you know watching random stuff of Sky Cinema stuff pays off. <laughs> that's good though because i do, I do feel like you know, that that is your home now sky cinema is where you dive in and you go find things uh all right so sea fever might actually have to go find that one and watch and um watch it so let's go over to sharon now and sharon you have candy jar that you saw last week yeah. which uh, which i mean for the title alone i'm like okay talk to me yes it's a 2018 film so it's quite old and it's um yeah, it's, a, it's one of those films that every now and then I think I'll watch something so I can identify with younger people and see what they are watching. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a teenage a nephew and a teenage niece, and I think sometimes it's nice to see what 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 people, you know, below my generation are watching. Because yeah. I, I sat through the, the sort of hideousness that was Kissing Booth because, you know, we, <laughs> we talked about this in a previous show. Yes. That, you know, this, that everyone of a certain age was aware of it. And I thought, oh, I'll watch it. And I, I thought it was dire. Absolutely <laughs> awful film. <laughs> and so I, every now and then I think, Sorry. I need to just have an idea of what, you know, what's going on. So I thought I'd watch one of these again like this aimed at a teen audience thinking what are they selling these these young people <laughs> and so candy jar but i was actually pleasantly surprised candy jar is about uh, basically like a couple of high achievers who have been who have had this ambition it's about this a, a boy a young boy and a young girl sort of top of their high school they're just look, they've been looking to get into the college of their choice and it's american so they're one of them's looking to get into yale and the other one's looking to get into Harvard. Yeah. And they have basically geared nearly all of their school lives to this one goal in mind. They've decided, more or less, from like as soon as they started school, this is what they want to do, that they want to go to, to Harvard and Yale. And in order to do that, they have to become members of different groups, members of um, you know, different societies. And, they've, and they just, their thing that they've chosen on is the debating society. All right. And that has become their whole focus. And one of them's um, like from a working class family and her, her mum is like, 
yeah, yeah, you need to get out and have fun. You're a teenager. You need to go to the prom and go to the homecoming and go watch a football game. And the young boy, his mum, he's from an upper class family and his mum's a senator. And she said to him, yeah, you've got to have, go and have fun and, you know, get into Yale because that's, you know, your that's, purpose in life. Because yeah. all of my family have gone to Yale. Um, but, you know, you need to have a, and basically they both said to their parents, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And so there's one scene where both of them are like driven. They've got, he's got the tuxedo on, she's got the prom dress and the corsage and they've had the pictures taken. They don't go together. And then that they, she says, oh no, I'm going to meet my friends down the road. Don't you worry about it. And they both independently basically go to the nearest cinema and they watch two films back to back so they can then pretend that they have been to prom and then they carry on with their lives thinking like, okay, I'll, I'll pacify the parents both of them like single mothers. Uh, I'll pass by the parent, but I am, you know, going to yeah. do my teenage years my own way. Yeah. And so you basically, it's this sort of this odd couple where they're, they're rivals, but then they become friends. And it has a danger of have straying into sort of kissing booth territory. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, no, they're going to get, you know, it's going to get very smoochy very quickly. And they're going to go from being like these high ambition teenagers to just you know shagathon basically oh yeah and it didn't turn into that at all it they, it was restrained it was underplayed and it was teenagers i actually recognized because most teenagers i know are horribly insecure yeah <laughs> they're they're worried they're as a generation of warriors out there and they focus on things that become obsession yeah and so when you see, I saw these, these sort of two teenagers, I was thinking, oh, no, it's just going to be one of those films. And I was really surprised that it didn't. It took their ambition seriously. It took them seriously. And reckon, um, the, the thing about the candy jar is they both go to a student counsellor and she's played by Helen Hunt. And she's trying to basically say that take your education seriously. But this is, you know don't put everything on this one thing because if this does you don't get this one thing that is not the end of the world it's not the end of your lives and she basically has this in her office there are these sweet jars and anyone who comes in they sort of pick the sweet of their choice whether it's chocolate or gummies or something chewy um so the candy jar is like sort of symbolizes this sort of home truths that she's trying to tell them that you can take your education seriously you can be ambitious you can be focused but you can you you know bear bear in mind that sometimes no matter how hard you try no matter how hard you work you don't always get what you want okay so so i found it to me it it worked oh oh oh, good lord i mean now you said helen hunt that that's made me go all right okay cool gotta check out this cast gotta check out this cast because helen hunt i think especially in her later career I think every anything she doesn't do much, but whenever she does something, I'm like, okay, pay attention. Let's <laughs> let's yeah. see let's see what Helen Hunt's up to. And this film has actually got quite a good cast. And th- yeah, yeah. It, it, okay, you said this was supposed to be a 2018 film, so it's not it's not a it's not a COVID should have been in the cinema thing or anything like that. But no, it, I think it, it was one that was was an indie. It's had the feel of like an in more of an independent film. Yeah, it, it, this looks like I think it's an it's a Netflix original. I think this is Netflix flexing some of the muscles uh. because. They've got Christi- Christina Hendricks playing the girl's mum, and they've got Uzo Uzo Aduba playing uh, the boy's mum, and she is one of the stars from Orange Is the New Black, which is oh okay yeah yeah so oh okay cool so that 
we, we, you, you've already said it. You've already told us that you liked it. You, you, yeah. You liked it. How many stars would you give it? So I would give it a, I was veering between like the three and a four. Um, but I'm tempted to go, to go in. Sort of, I think it does creep into the four. Because I think nice. if I would be happy for my teenage sort of niece and nephew to watch that, because I think it, yeah, I, I can recognise these people in it as as teenagers, you know, anxious, worried, fearful, and not the sort of the hypersex, <laughs> <laughs> crazy kids that have, tend to be what you see in cinema. I think, you know, actually, I recognise these kids who would rather go to the cinema than go to the prom and have be forced yeah. to dress up and perform and dance i mean my group of friends we didn't go to our school leavers do it was called the leavers dance when i because well, none of us were like i'm not going there um <laughs> and we went out did something we did an alternative thing but there's no way we were going to get dressed up and be paraded about um because we just that just wasn't us yeah. and i thought to me i thought yeah i recognize those as teenagers all right which, so so, like the kissing booth, I, I didn't I didn't recognize those people. <laughs> hey, 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 Sharon, Sharon, think about it, right? It, the, the at least the kissing booth is not after. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, I think I think we, apart from Rambo, I think Sean, we've begun to we've begun to find a, a plat uh, a pattern here. Sharon saves Sharon saves her, her biggest vitriol for teen movies. That, teen movies, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I've, yeah, because yeah, so, uh, there is a reason. Yeah, but it's funny because what, what you're saying about about like things that are focused on teenagers. There's a TV show called Euphoria, on uh, it's on Sky Atlantic, so it, or now TV or on Sky or anything like that. And it um, Zendaya won the Emmy last year for best performance for Euphoria, and this has been getting like loads of people. Like, oh yeah, this is what it's like for teenagers nowadays. And I watched the first episode and I thought. Oh my god, is that is that what it's like for teenage? That's not what it was like when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my god, the world has gone downhill in a handbasket. But, but when I saw that, and so much so that I think there's a lot. Of, the film is it's getting a lot of praise, and a lot of people are watching it because they find it authentic. But I find it really, really hard to relate to because I'm like. I never found anybody finding drugs that easily when we were teenagers. And, nope. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, what? I don't know what's going on. And it, so it's 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 well acclaimed, but I have not watched any more of it. I might at some point I might do it. We'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> Crack it up with that. I mean, so far we've had a good uh, bit of film. So we've had Sea Fever. We've had Candy Jar. Four, four we're looking at five or four stars so this is quite good and now let's see let's see if sean's sean's trawling through what sky cinema has to offer can continue its good hit rate with the u.s versus billy holiday now this is the okay. film i was talking about that i i just i saw the first review for this yesterday and i was like oh well that looks good but i didn't have a clue where to watch it and then all of a sudden you probably say you pop up and say you've watched it so now i know it's on sky cinema so we know Billy Holiday, famous jazz singer of legend, and yes, and this from from what I can understand and what I've read, you know how I was talking about the the other time about how when it comes to stories about like black centered stories, mm. there's a certain mm. type of film that I've seen enough of, and I want to go I want to go into little pockets of history that I don't know about, yeah. and I think yeah, this that's... this film sounds like that that sort of little little pocket of history that I didn't know about with the U.S. trying to bring Billy Holiday down. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly that, Tozer. It's really, really interesting. It's like a, um, it's like a slice of history because well, if you watch a film like this, it was like Selma, like uh, Detroit. It was like all those mm-hmm. films. It yep. makes you want to go and have a look and look at look, look at the story because I've, I've always known about Billy Holiday because he's quite famous. Diana Ross, Lady Sings the Blues. Yeah, you know, really, really famous. This story is about a period where. Because there was originally there was a poem that was put into the song called "Strange Fruit." Yes. Which, and this strange fruit, and when you look at the when you look at the lyrics or the poem or whatever, the strange fruit is like, oh my god, that is exactly. I mean, it's such a clever a piece of work. Yeah. yeah. About lynching. About lynching. Anyway, but so obviously, that's like the the government. The government doesn't like this, so yeah. she's um she's she's sort of banned from singing this song and and all that. Uh, so you know you can't sing it not allowed to sing it whatever and the the government put in an undercover agent to sort of to try and and obviously i mean i didn't realize i i thought she was an alcoholic but it turns out she was she was a heroin addict you know Mm. she 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 was a big user of heroin and all that so so yeah so this is basically the story and i think she was quite promiscuous so she had a lot of a lot of affairs and she actually has a bit of a bit of a fling with the the agent that's gone undercover but yeah, she obviously she spent a bit of time in prison, um, and yeah, I mean it's really these these sort of films when you look, you actually look more in depth at these people. Yeah. Because as I say, as far as I was concerned, Billie Holiday, I've heard her quite famous singer. I didn't realise quite what what it was like. So yeah, so it's a, it's a yeah. really really good biopic. Um, terrifically well acted. I, I thought it was it was really really well acted. An interesting piece of. And, and there's an incident that happens where, which you can understand why she suddenly, you know, you know, people get angry. Um, I think uh, it was a little bit, should we say, I, I, I don't know if I can say this. I thought it was a little bit too long, really, for oh, yeah. me. You know what I mean? I, I stuck with it, but there were some bits where it just seemed a bit, it, it seemed to sort of... Um, Float off somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, it could have been, there were a few bits. But... Yeah, great performances. Um, really, really interesting slice of history. Yeah. Uh, and and now I know what that because I mean I didn't know about Strange Fruit. I didn't know about Strange well, the, Fruit. Well, the, the Strange Fruit, Strange Fruit. I mean, it's a it's a famous song, and I I I know about the song. I mean, I found out about it probably not that long ago. I think probably about five six years ago that I realized that mm-hmm. there, there was this song, Strange Fruit. And the yeah. strange fruit is referring to the bodies of black people the, the, hanging the, the, from trees. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. like, what is this strange fruit that this tree is producing? It's like it doesn't look yeah. like anything else on it. And yeah. that that that's that's what it was it was referring mm. to. But what I didn't know is that Billie Holiday was in any way an activist. I I didn't know she was an activist. But no. yeah, and um, and it's one of those things where when you look at it, the the lengths to which the government, the U.S. government, went to or would go to to try and shut somebody up because we don't like mm. what you're saying. That, that, that doesn't help. And I think they pretty much branded her terrorist for singing this yeah. song. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, so uh, it's like, like this whole song, you know what I mean? It's going to cause the downfall of uh, the United oh, oh, States of America. It's going to kill our democracy. No, no. Yeah, no. Somebody else is going to kill your democracy and he's not around yeah. for another couple of decades. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, you know, it's a, it's a powerful piece. It's a really, really powerful piece of... Uh, you know, of well, really powerful words, really. You know, and it, it conjures up, and you can you can understand the whole thing. And I mean, when you think with from that, you you look at lynchings, and I mean, they were going into the 
early 1900s. You know, they were like, um, you know, yeah. yeah, as I say, and and, and they were like, there, there's pictures where there's crowds of people, crowds yeah. of families, yeah. families, and it's like, yeah. oh my God, look at some of those things. And they're like smiling and they got postcards. And I think there's a, there's, there's a bit in this where it's like, there's, there's, actual postcards people can send postcards you know of, of yeah, scenes like, of mobs of people yeah I, I was down at the lynching yeah down. that's it look at me look at me big smiles you know and they're all like and in the background you got those trees with the strange fruit you know so yeah so i mean it was great in the respect of finding out a little bit more about um you know you know delving back into about history and finding out a little bit more than what i knew about billy holiday apart from her just being a yeah, you know, a, a, a singer. So, yeah, singer. So, how many stars did you give it? Um, I think I think the acting's really, really good. I did find it a little bit too long, but on the whole, I'd probably give this a three. Okay. I'd give this one a three. I would like to. I would like to give it more. Yeah. I did. I, I I would like to give it more because I think it's it's quite a powerful piece, and there's some some great moments in it. But it just there were. So it just seemed to drag a little bit for me. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, because so it's stuff. it's directed by Lee Daniels, who who also directed, um, you know, uh, Precious, Precious, based on the story oh, Sapphire Precious? by Push. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he directed that, and he he has this habit of making something really powerful. But mm. he he also did the Butler, the the Butler about the the guy who's oh, the Butler in the yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Forest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, yeah, and he has he has this habit of doing something that's really really powerful and has really really powerful moments, but he does tend towards melodrama. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he he does he does have yeah. a tendency where he goes he goes towards melodrama a little bit or anything like that. But you know that you're going to have something powerful at the center of it. So thank you very much, Sean. Now that I know where it is, I'm going to go watch that. So <laughs> good. You U.S. versus Billy Holiday. Oh, right, and now we go to the section that uh the section of the show which. I'll see. I'm going to start calling from my Netflix list. So, <laughs> because obviously Netflix came up with this my list thing because Netflix is so big and all these streaming platforms are so big that if you see something and you think, "Ooh, I want to watch that," and you don't watch it, then it used to be that you would go past and then that's it. It was gone forever. You would never remember that you saw that thing. Now you won't be able to find it again. But Netflix said, okay, you can add it to your list so you can watch it later. So I started adding things to my list and there were some classics in there, things like Harold and Maud that I've heard loads about but I've never actually seen. Put that on the list about two years ago, never watched it. There's a, there's a film with uh, Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch called Prince Avalanche. Yeah, that's, that, that had some good reviews. Put it on the list, never watched it. And, and so I decided, you know what, I'm actually going to, I'm going to try and save things from my list. I'm going to try and take, knock things off my list and see if I can watch it. So I watched a film called me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which is a film that, like I said before, had loads and loads of good reviews. Never watched it. And the whole idea, the me of the title is a guy called Greg. It's a guy called Greg who he's, he's, in, he's, a, he's in high school, but he's figured out how to sort out his whole high school life. Because he's, he, his whole thing is, if you become noticed in high school, then all of a sudden you become a target. So he's broken his high school up into all these different areas. There's the jocks, there's the drama geeks, there's the goth people, there's the the and uh, you know there's the chess club and he, he he essentially has like a map of his school in his head. <laughs> and his aim in life is to make sure that he can go through his whole high school, however many years he's going to be in high school for, without any one group, without belonging to any group 
while being able to sort of like navigate through the middle of all these groups. So he has this montage at the beginning where you see him walking through school and he has the things that he says to the jocks and the jocks are like, yeah. And he has the things that he says to the drama kids and they're like, you know, they're, they're, and he has something, something he says to the jock. He has something he says to the guy who deals drugs outside the school, but nobody really notices him. And he, and Earl is his, is his best friend who he doesn't call a friend. He calls him his co-worker. <laughs> he calls him his co-worker who and they don't even eat in the cafeteria because eating in the cafeteria means that you have to sit down with a group and they have to identify yourself so they spend their time eating they all their lunches they eat in the in the class of the history teacher who is played by john bernthal uh mm-hmm. well, but yeah so um and so it's quite an interesting setup but one day he goes home he goes home and his mom is like oh you know the girl down the road um and he's like, he's like, yeah, it's like, well, apparently she's, she's been diagnosed with leukemia. I want you to go hang out with her and make her feel better. And he's like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> but is, it's like uh, the way he, he, so, but eventually his mom badges him into it. He goes there and there's this quite funny scene where he's standing at, um, at the bottom of her stairs and she's like, you're only hanging, you're only hanging out here because I'm sick. And she's like, well, yes, my mom made me do it. <laughs> it's like, but please look, my mom is like the queen. She is the queen of badgering. And if just let me hang out with you for one afternoon, because if I don't do this, she's never going to let me hear the end of it. Yeah, and so she, so she comes in, they, they come in, they hang out and the a relationship starts, starts forming. And because this whole film is narrated by him and every now and then he comes up and he, there's a caption that shows up on screen. Like, day one of doomed friendship <laughs> and it carries on and you go through the whole thing through her chemotherapy and through everything that goes on and it turns out that he and earl they because his father who's played this, this one has a great cast i mean the adults in this cast is brilliant you have like let's see connie 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 britain i keep i always have to i get keep getting connie nielsen and connie britain confused so, yeah <laughs> so connie britain it has connie britain in it as his as his mom it has um, uh, Molly Shannon as the as the girl's uh, um, as the girl's mum. The girl is played by Olivia Cook. The his dad is played by Nick Offerman, and his dad is like this sort of like you know sort of almost sort of hippie professor who has tenure. So <laughs> from a young age has been introducing him to all these films like the films of Werner Herzog and Fitzcarraldo and all <laughs> <laughs> and all that kind of. So he and he and um. Uh, he and his his friend Earl. What they do is that they, they take a title of a film. They change that. Like first, there's a there's a documentary made about the making of Fitzcarraldo that's called Burden of Dreams, and they make a film called Burden of Screams. And they essentially change the title of the film, and then they make a film, and they have all these little snippets of them making their version of these classic films. For instance, they have a film that's called Two Point Forty Eight A.M. Cowboy. If you can figure out, <laughs> you can figure out what film that they're parodying there and all that. And so they have all these little, really, really delightful snippets of homemade movies that they've made to parody these things. And the girl, I'm sorry, but I've forgotten what her name is. I've totally forgotten what her name is. And but she, um, so she finds out about them, and then she starts Rachel? watching. Rachel. Yes, yes. Thank you very much, Rachel. And she says she starts watching them through her through like while she's doing chemo and everything like that. And then becomes this whole thing about, oh, why don't you make a film? And he and he's like, okay, this is the day that ruined my life because because of his friendship with her, people in the school start noticing him. So it's it's quite a it's a really really good film. It's a really good film. Like you know, Sharon, you're talking about like teen movies that do the typical teen movie thing and this this yeah. has it has some of those things like there is a prom there's a na- there's a dance that they're trying to do they're trying to get to go and there's all these different things but i think the 
the characters and the the there is a Hugh Jackman cameo that I think is hilarious. There's there's hilarious, hilarious Hugh Jackman cameo in the film, and it's 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 like a it's like an indie film that it's sometimes you wonder whether it's a rom-com is it supposed to be a romantic comedy but at the, uh, because you have more romantic comedies where you have somebody dying at the heart of it but this is this twists it and it does something that ends up being very real very sweet and so very if you will forgive the term life-affirming uh, and I think that this film deserved all the accolades it got. I think it deserved all the the um, I, th- I think it deserved all of the what's the word I'm looking for? Man, I'm, I'm doing badly with words today. It deserved accolades, all the accolades, accolades, praise, all the all the buzz. I think it deserved all the buzz it got. And I am really, really happy that I finally rescued this from my Netflix list. So me and Earl <laughs> and the Dying Girl, I would give it a four out of five. Oh, good. Yeah. I would, I would totally recommend. I totally recommend it. I think, I think Sean, the bit where they're going through because they said they've made forty-two films. They have made forty-two films over the over like oh yeah, and they keep showing snippets of all these bits where like they have films which they call like you know a sockwalk orange and all. And they show you all right, okay, and, okay. And they, they show you all these snippets of this of these little films that they that they have made and they've parodied. And I think Sean, you would just have a ball sitting there going, oh, that's that one. Oh, that's that, that one. one. Oh, I know that. Right, okay. True. And I I think even when they released it, I think they actually had a website where they had all the films they had made, where you could go and watch their parodies that they'd made of all. Which is wow. So yeah, it's it's indie. It's it's quirky. I really 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 liked it. All right, and so let's get on to our final film, which is going back to Sean, going back to your Sky Cinema Board, and this is the Sisters Brothers, isn't it? Sisters Brothers, yeah. Sisters Brothers. Now, this is a film that was released... It must have been 2019. It definitely wasn't last year. Yeah, yeah. 2018, 2019, I think, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of disappeared without... It was one of those things I was like, oh, maybe you should catch that at the cinema. But it disappeared without a trace. It was really, Mm -hmm. really hard to find it anywhere. And it's it's Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley, isn't it? John C. Riley, yeah, that's it. And it's a Western. Yeah. Um, And the story is, it's a a bit of an odd Western. It's a bit of an odd Western. It's like they're, they're... Basically, yeah, the the sisters brothers they're like a couple of assassins, mm-hmm. and um, they 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 sent off to get Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, to to assassinate him. But they end up sort of on different adventures. You know, you get like that they go through towns and there's other people after them, and there's a, there's a few shootouts. Um, and it's 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 yeah. I mean, it's really really different. But the, I had I had a real problem with this and. Can you guess what the problem would be? No. no. Okay. 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 If, if it's a western, if it's a western, and you had a problem with no, it, no, no, nothing to do with nothing to do with the actual story or the the shootout. Was it the weapons? Like Did they have yeah, was, suddenly they, have, they have No, 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 nothing. So, nothing. Somebody wore a, bet, a belt buckle. That was on the wrong time period, and it totally threw out of the whole film. <laughs> if they did, I didn't notice that. No, that it was. They I called just... they, they, they called a Palomino horse a Mustang. No, 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 no. It's nothing. As I say, it's nothing to do. Nothing to do with the story. Nothing to do with the equipment. Nothing to do with the clothes. Nothing to do. That was all. That was all pretty good as much as I can see. Yeah. It was just I had real problems with Joachim Phoenix. Yep. Because I just saw him as a Joker. <laughs> that was going to be my uh-huh. next. That was going to be my next joint. My next. Oh, oh, right. 
he just sounded like the Joker. <laughs> the, the, it was exactly the same. And I thought, and that I had funny real, voice. Pardon? Yeah, that I had real problems. I had real problems. I mean, the film was was, was, was pretty good. It was quite bad. It was a stand. It was a bit of a yarn, you know, and there's some, 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 some crazy bits in it. A couple of really, really good shootouts, which, which were quite good. And I, what I really liked about it was they actually changed the, because in some of the revolvers, the old, the old, the, navy colts and all that they used to actually change the the chambers you know like revolvers yeah so they'd have to click the gun take one out and put in it put in oh another. yeah 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 yeah. So, so so that was all that stuff was pretty good but i just it was just a joker you know i mean i just every time joachim spoke it was the joker man i was like no no it's can't be it's put me oh so i reckon every time now i see a film maybe maybe not gladiator but um but whenever i see a film with him now i'm gonna Sort of, it was, it was like the Joker in a in a cowboy costume, you know, with a cowboy hat. And stuff. <laughs> but he wasn't, you know, it wasn't funny or anything like that. Although there was a few comedic moments in the film, but okay. he's, he he played a drunk, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to say really. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the film as a western. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was really good, really quite different. All right. bit, I, I don't know, Sharon. Have you ever seen a film called The Missouri Breaks with Jack Nicholson yeah. and Marlon Brando? Yeah, yeah it's, seen it's, that. it's sort of in that vein. It's sort of in that. Okay. That vein, a bit, but you know, a bit avant-garde, a bit sort of, bit, bit different. I mean, terrifically well is acted. Is it the I whole? Think, are the elements of the whole sort of journey as allegory, where you, you can read it like a sort of Odyssey type thing, or is it just more of a straightforward story? I think it's more of a, a straight. Well, yeah, I suppose the relationship. Often, where between... they go on a journey, where you meet all these different characters. Yeah, you can, it's like Jason the Argonauts, isn't it? Just with a different costume, they have these different <laughs> obstacles to overcome and things. Yeah. So you you can see some of this sort of old time storytelling, but just in a different setting. Um, but yeah, yeah. sometimes you can read more into that than is actually there. What, yeah, uh, yeah. It I... could just be that they have adventures. I... Yeah, I, I, exactly <laughs> that. I think probably it was the. The relationship between the two brothers that was as if you went into that that could be a lot deeper because like the Joachim Phoenix was was yeah. pretty much a, a a drunk you know an alcoholic so and and John C Riley was like he would always get him out of a jam and they'd get into scrapes. Well, you know? the thing is, I, I personally don't think that Joaquin Phoenix is going to do a film unless it's weird. It, it no, it's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he's gone down that road, hasn't he? Yeah, I yeah. think it's like it's like I think for him, he, it's it, he's not going to do a film. It was just going to be a straight straightforward story. There has to be something no. a bit weird and off kilter about it. Yeah, a it. bit weird. And that, that... I mean, it appealed to me. The film, the, the the film did appeal to me, but I had really, really real problems. See, oh, okay, all right. So with that, okay. First of all, how many stars would you give the sisters brother? Uh, I'll give this one a three, three star, solid three star. Yeah, mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed it. It's actually so. quite hard saying the sisters brothers because the last name is sisters, yeah. isn't it? Sisters, yeah. The last yeah. name is sisters, so it's like the sisters brothers. All right, okay. Now I, I have... see this was Ruth Gahaya was in it. Was that his last film? Ooh, Ruth Gahaya. He's in oh, the car. The... Oh yeah, as the yeah yeah yeah. No, he's yeah he's a tiny bit. I I, I guess it must have been. I guess it, it must would, have, it would been, have been really. close to it. It would have been close to his last Yeah, it would have been close to it. But for sure, like, uh, I, 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 I can't give any spoilers, but let's just say, you know. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The, okay, the, the, the penny drop sort of thing. Yeah, so. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now now you mention it. Yeah, it's, uh, let's it's see. Not, um, it's not, it's not, geez. No, so, uh, apparently yeah. he. there's still some films that he was in that are yet to be released. Oh, oh okay. So it's quite because... prolific right up until... Okay, so let's yeah. see. The Sisters Brothers was in 2018. After that, there was the Sonata, Vi 2, Journey to China, 
Marlet and Ecstasy, Break, uh, a film called Tonight at Noon, which is which has been completed and the final but hasn't been released yet, and another film called Emperor, which is in okay yeah mm. but but I know he, for to come then yeah yeah but he did have like a, a sort of he, he he's one of those who has like a direct-to-video um yeah yeah he, he has a whole yeah. direct-to-video career shall we say yeah yeah yeah, yeah very much <laughs> yeah. so okay sean sean i've got oh, no, just films. i've just i just just thought of that em- emperor yeah okay give me an idea anyway yeah go on I just, okay so i've got two films two films for you to try and break you out of the joaquin phoenix is joker Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a film called He Won't Get Far on Foot. He won't, okay. Okay. Yeah. Are these, are these have these been released or are these Oh no, these have been released. Yeah. The the right. the last time I saw both of these they were both on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure. Uh, let's go to Just Watch. Remember the website right. that we now have that is not our friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Just Watch and find, we'll out, where find out where to yeah, so, so, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So there's He Won't and... He Won't Get Far on Foot and the second one is You Were Never Really Here. You were never really here. Yes. Yes. Funny enough, that was one I looked at. You know, I said to you early on at the start before we said about, I was looking at films of the, the, uh, trying to think of my films of the last decade. Well, that, yeah, I I saw that. I thought, oh, I haven't seen that one. So I might have to check that one then. I'll try and catch that one. Is that the one where he went really method, where he completely immersed himself in? Oh, no, no. That was the one where he, uh, that was I'm Not Here. I'm not, I'm here, not yeah. here. Yeah, I think I think that was that's I'm not either. I'm not here. I'm not there, or something like that. So okay, no, the yeah, because that's the one where you where sort of reality and fantasy yeah where, got a bit muddied, where, where, where and we've never really untangled it since. Yeah, that he told everybody that he was he was quitting acting to become a rap star, and it was essentially <laughs> yeah. it was said they were making some sort of mockumentary kind of thing. So okay, the film is called "Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot." Which is don't worry, you won't get far on foot. Yeah, okay, I'll try and I'll try and get these. Yeah, yeah. He, don't That's... worry, yeah, because he plays. He plays. I think it's a real life uh, cartoonist who is wheelchair bound, and mm-hmm. who he he did a he, he did a cartoon which I think it's like you know when you have like a tracker like a Wild West tracker, and yeah. they, they just have this. They just have and he did a cartoon it's supposed to be of himself, and it was just uh it was the wheelchair in the middle of a desert, and you have the trackers looking at looking at it going. Don't worry, he won't get far <laughs> on foot. <laughs> So yeah. it's it's one of that's what and let's see that is actually on Amazon Prime that is on Amazon right Prime. okay okay and let's see the other one is you were never really here you were that was a Lynn Ramsey film yeah you're never really here right, you were never really here that yep they're both I was right they're both on Amazon Prime oh right okay okay you might have to check those then yeah yeah the uh, which uh, which I think that the the. If after you, if after you see these two films, you still see him just as joking everything he does, then yeah, sorry, yeah, that's it. Sorry, Joaquin, you've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might just it might just have been you know like that one, but it just it was just difficult to because he sound. I think he's so much pretty much sounded the same, you know. And yeah. as I've watched Joker, God knows how many times now, it's you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I can't believe that. Okay, so all right, I believe that is it for this week. Thank you very much, Sean, Sharon. Thank you very much for listening yeah. this far. Taiwo, if you're listening, thank you very much for getting in touch. Mm-hmm. And um, anybody else who is listening and wants to get in touch, please do get in touch with us. We do love hearing about you. Tell us about the things that you have been watching. Tell us about the things that are that, that have been buried in your Netflix list and never to be not to, never to see the light of day. Don't even get me started on my Amazon Prime list because that's... Yeah, yeah but, well, we might have to... Um... 
Might have to check them. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it was, I think we should. I th- oh, but I think I'm going to try and do one a week. Try, going to try and make th- make it my way through my Netflix list by watching one thing a week. I can't. I, I mean, yeah, and then and then when finally it comes to it, One Division. <laughs> well, I think uh, we, only, we only have one more episode of One Division, Jord. Yeah, we yeah, only yeah, have one yeah. more episode. Of one. Let rip tomorrow. Yeah, and, yeah. and then we can re- and then we can talk. Uh, Sean, we might have to have a spoiler spoil uh, a spoiler yeah. <laughs> episode. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, where yeah. We just try and talk about fun. everything about One Division. And go, okay, what about this? Because because yeah. we have I, one more. I, we have one more episode and obviously it's Marvel. So whatever's going to happen in the final episode is going to link to a wider story. But mm, I'm looking at the final yeah. episode and I'm going, I don't think we're going to get this. There's a lot to resolve. I don't think they're going to resolve it. I think that it's no. going to be a comeback no. later when cinemas yeah. open and go watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness to find out what happens next. I think <laughs> I think it's like, I mean, stuff must be all over the internet about stuff because it's yeah, yeah, know, quite, quite often when I go for YouTube and stuff and you know like this things come up not that I watch it but it says oh the you know episode 6 explains yes, you know what I mean yeah, and all yeah, those yeah. sort of things yeah you get like, these well, well to be know. honest a lot of those titles are clickbaity because they say explain and if you yeah. watch them they don't really explain anything they just tell you no. what happens in the episode no. I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. I already saw the episode I know what happened so yeah, that's it <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah but, but I know there there's a lot of especially because Marvel is very clever at taking the, the comics and taking things from the comics, but then remixing mm-hmm. them and not just yeah. giving you exactly what was in the comics. So there's some things that if you've, if you've read, and I think they, they do very, very well at doing something so that if you've read the comics, pe- those who've read it will be like, oh my God, they're doing this. Ah! Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure, and uh, well, one character will say one line, like all oh, the devil's in the details. I mean, and the internet I mean, will I go, think- ah! Yeah. And most and those of us who haven't read the comics would just be like, oh yeah, cool, I carry yeah. on. Yeah, and and that's it. And I think they've got the people that haven't read the comics and the people that have read the comics. There's enough. There's enough of the comic content, I think, to yeah. keep people excited. There's yes. enough of the comic content to think, okay, all right, it might not follow the exact storyline, but there's enough in there to keep us satisfied. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's like, like you know the, the you yeah. know the yeah, good stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think I I think as well. I won't start banging on about how much I love what Marvel is doing. I'll just shut up now. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. until next week, until next week when we, oh my God, One Division will be over then. Yeah. We can talk about One Division next week. We could do. We could do. Yeah. Oh, until next week when Sean and I will probably be bursting at the seams to try and talk about One Division and make sense of what it is. <laughs> You're seen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're just gonna blow up. It's a, it's a goodbye from me. Yeah, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. 